Greetings and welcome to the worship services of Alamo First Baptist Church. I'm Brother Chris Rigby. I'm standing here this morning in front of our bell. This is the original bell that was at our old location uh, years ago. It uh, was there when the church was first built and it was always a call to worship. Well, when we moved to our new campus here several years ago, we brought it with us. And not too long ago, we got to put it up. We're so excited about it because it reminds us that we're coming together into this building to worship. And we are excited that today you've decided to tune in to our broadcast to worship our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Our prayer this morning is that you will see the great love that Jesus has for you and the great love that we have for you as well this morning as we worship together. We look forward to meeting you and your family and we invite you to be a part of any of our worship services, our activities or ministries here. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, probably the best way to do that is just drop us a line at our email address, alamofirstbaptist at gmail.com. All of it spelled out, just gmail.com, alamofirstbaptist. We look forward this morning to worshiping with you. We pray God's blessings upon you and your family as we go inside now and we worship together. Let's go ring that bell for Jesus.
immediately jumped out and said, Holy service to my God, Lord God, still having to be told into it. Standing on the promises of God. Standing on 
tonight, uh, when we talk about this series, What Lies Ahead in Eternity, Heaven, New World, New Heaven, I said one of the questions that we were going to ask and try to answer is, what about heaven? What about particularly our text? Do our text go to heaven? Quite frankly, I've never really studied this topic and subject. I didn't know what to expect by way of study in terms of just really looking at it from a biblical theological perspective. But uh, I'm excited about today because I think there's a blessing in this for you. As a matter of fact, one of the books that I come across was a book written by Marion Wells called Dogs to the Rescue. And in it, he gives a lot of stories, wonderful stories about the four-legged friends, Mandy, Betty Brown, Princess, the Dolphin, and uh, things that they've done that they pretty heroic. I want to give you one of those from this story. And one of the things I like about the book is that he takes all of these stories and he ties them to the lessons that we learn of God's love and God's grace for us as well. So he tells the story of Caleb, the uh, Korean Gideon who gave the already starring in two stories in the book. So he didn't expect, he says, as he's writing this last story to come from him like this from his human eyes. She sent an email saying, too bad your book is already done because tonight Caleb saved me, Zoe, Bluebell, the chicken, and our house. Zoe is Cameron's other dog, Bluebell is the cat, and apparently about midnight, Caleb, the Jindu, Korean dog, begs Tony to come outside. He has been barking and pushing and getting orders to go. And so finally she gave him the call. He turned on the yard light. Now she and her husband, Jay, who was at work that night, had had four chickens that they feed in a beautiful chicken run that they do in the springtime. And Caleb had been circling the chicken enclosure, enclosure and he had now noticed that they were all crowded together by the little gate at the edge of the run, she said. She said, this is not normal. Since chickens enter the group as soon as it's dark, they don't believe in the daylight thing. Nor would they be a bird brain about it and says to expose themselves to the freezing cold winter weather. So she began to investigate and finally found out why the chickens were hanging out. The heat lamp that was in there had somehow melted and caught to the ground. Also, Jay, her husband, had just recently been sitting in the yard. It was covered in straw and grass. Since the coop had no floors, and uh, there was nothing but straw on the ground, and the heat lamp was covered in straw, by the time that she discovered that what was going on and why Jay was so upset, the straw was smoking. She said, if the straw had caught fire, the flames would have spread right across the yard. It would have spread right to the wood deck and then quickly to the house. And so she was telling uh, Mary, she said, God bless my smart cat for telling me that something was wrong. And I want you to know I thank God for this courteous little messenger. Now, Mary goes on to say the great irony of all of this is that Jay, her husband, makes his living as a fire captain. And he's on the job 24 hours at a time. And while 
He was off that night. And his job trying to make sure others are safe and keep others safe is not on top. That's it. So let me just say, 
But you and I this morning, we have a God who is a God of, of, of perfect goodness. He is a God who is of infinite love. And He is a God who is of infinite goodness. Now, having said that, we need to realize that, that truly good, and the truly good and loving Heavenly Father, sometimes deny things, deny things to His children that they might want because in their Shall die a hundred years old, and his son 
They shall build houses and houses happy because they shall plant vineyards and eat and bear fruit. They shall not build in one another in heaven. They shall not plant in another eat. For like the days of the trees shall the days of my people be. And my chosen shall be as a joy the work of their hands. They shall not labor in vain or bear children upon for they shall be the offspring of the blessed of the Lord, and their descendants with them. Before they call, I will answer. While they are yet speaking, I will hear. Now, notice what's going on. This is where I believe the dream is happening. This is about a new heaven and a new earth. What's coming? He said, The wolf and the lamb shall graze together. The lamb shall eat straw like the ox, and dust shall be the serpent's feet. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holiness. Now, if you think that anything else, what we ought to see here is that in these days of eternity, in this time of a new heaven and a new earth, there ought not to be presence. Two things. Number one, what we do know. Let me just say, first of all, Scripture actually has a lot to say when it comes to the subject of heaven. Given the nature of creation, our world in which we live, God clearly loves diversity. And it seems to be true that if God has ever loved something in any form, then God loves that forever. So if God loves and created a world full of angels, it would what make sense that in a world eternity, he would be the one populated with animals. I think it indicates at least the possibility of animals being in eternity uh, in existence for all eternity. Uh, and if animals exist in eternity, there seems to be no reason why God would necessarily want to exclude heaven from that sort of limited number. So the Bible does have much to say about animals. And it has much to say, I think, about animals living in eternity. The second thing that might surprise you if you take a look at what the Bible says about animals is that Scripture actually teaches us that animals have souls. Think about that for just a moment. Look over at Genesis chapter 1 and uh, listen to this as, as uh, you think about part of the creation story. Genesis 1, verse 24. And God said, Let the earth bring forth living Living creatures according to their kind, livestock and livestock and creatures fishing, and beasts of the earth according to their kind. And the Bible tells us that was so. God said, In other words, let there be animals, let there be animals of their kind, and they should know what God said. And then we're told, And God made the beasts of the earth according to their kind, and the livestock according to their kind, and everything that creeps on the ground according to its kind. And God saw that. This is like animals, and like humans, animals were formed from the ground. When God breathed into Adam's body that he had made from the earth, that word to become a living soul in verse 7 of Genesis 2 is that word of nephesh that means to be a living soul. What's interesting about that word is that it's the same word that God uses to enter into a new heaven 
chapter 6, verse 17. Chapter 6, verse 15. And chapter 7, verse 14. In other words, God handmade the And God breathed into Adam life and righteousness. And so, what that tells me that Adam and Eve totally together. Where we, matter of fact, when I looked at the Bible, I was studying it for this message, I discovered there's three places where animals and humans are linked. One is through Eve. Animals and humans were the only one thing that God breathed into and gave life. So we're linked in creation and linked together. There's an obvious thing. Second place we're linked, and we're linked to the fact that we're about to sin under the curse. When man fell, not only did man suffer, but God manifested. We're linked to something. You won't talk about that. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that all of creation is an example of crying out and longing after God to forgive all redemptive things that have bruised and destroyed what we love. So we're linked under the curse of sin. And then, as we talked about it in Isaiah 65 and other places, we're linked together in what's coming. So, in other words, our past and our present and our future will all be linked together uh, in this creation, in this purpose, in this redemptive plan that God has for us. Now, also, Scripture teaches us that Adam made it to God. Now, listen to this story told in Genesis chapter 9, uh, and uh, verse 7, uh, verses 7 through 13. And God says, And you be fruitful and multiply and increase greatly, and the Lord be multiplied. And then God says, Noah, your son is with you, behold, I establish my covenant that is a promise with you and your offspring after you. And with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the livestock, and every beast of the earth with you, and as many as came out of the ark, it is for every beast of the earth I establish a covenant with you that never again shall all flesh be caught by the waters of the flood, and never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. God said, This is the sign of my covenant that I'll make between me and you, and listen, every living creature that is with you. God said, I'm making a promise to you, Noah. I'm making a promise to your son and, and to your offspring that not only you, but I'm making one to the, to the animals as well. And he says, uh, This is my promise that for all generations I've set my bow in the cloud that it will be a sign of the covenant between me and listen, and so, uh, if you read the story of Noah, it is clear that, that animals matter to God. See, think about it. If God didn't want to, he could have just destroyed the animals and cut off start over. But he didn't. He said, no, I want you to go out and I want you to get two at each time. And I want you to bring them up the ark. This is God's plan for a renewed earth after the flood and back to revive Adam who would arrive So it, it makes sense to say that when God makes the ultimate renewed birth of heaven, uh, birth of heaven that animals will be uh, a part of that. Listen to 2 Peter chapter 2 uh, and uh, verses uh, chapter 3. 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 5 and 7. Because here we have God making 
judgment of the blood is the judgment of the child, which is that judgment that's going to come at the end. And so there's a linkage there between both. He says, For they delivered me over those to the fact that the heavens existed long ago, and the earth was formed out of the water, of water by the word of God, and that by means of this, the word that then existed was the word that then existed was daily the waters of blood and heaven. He says, by the same word that heaven and the earth now exist are stored up in the earth today. But there is a coming judgment of fire being dipped into the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. So there it is. There is a parallel linkage between the blood and the fire. So the animals are listed. They're under the same curse. But God says they're also under the same protection. I have a plan I have a redemptive purpose. I'm not only going to save mankind, but I'm going to save all living creatures. I'm going to uh, uh, redeem everything that has been affected by the curse of sin. And so, uh, Scripture teaches that animals belong to God. And then finally, Scripture demonstrates that animals teach us about God Himself. Think about just some of the biblical historical examples that
it is implement work because you all decide that a good
tells you what the story is. Here it is. Joshua, the dead and first, already on the journey to his new heaven, journeys the donkey. You see, Joshua had a story, and that's how he tells it. It happens to be four years that God had spoken to Joshua, had a loving, supplied family that was given to him and took him there with him. At age 70, they got a lot of Joshua's therapist, she said, well, you know, there's that prejudice that you don't want to go away from the line of 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 the This took place a little bit after Thanksgiving, but 2010, during Egypt, God made a very important home of one common family in the area. Every father about Joshua should have a connection with the tribe. And the Israelites, as Joshua, was trying to be a copy of 
so the day came, right? So I know the soul's going to help me on the day when the truck shows up, and it's going to be like, God, come into the house. There he laid out some truck and God was trying to get it out of the way. Chose a book about a dollar sign where people celebrate the dollar that they get in honor of their past sacrifice. Mary said, Of all the books on my shelf, of all the books in my kingdom, that I can't find it. Reading it aloud is not a category that God comes in. God is not going to listen. In the book, there's a place where there's an image of a dollar sign. Can you imagine this image? God says, Mary,
We pray God's blessings upon you as you worship with us today. If God has led you to make a decision today for Jesus, we would love to hear about it. We invite you to come to our website, cometothecross.net. Our online decision card will allow you to tell us about the decision that you're making. All decisions, all contacts are kept private and are confidential. However, we would be able to pray for you and perhaps I'd even be able to call you and pray with you about what God has led you to do if you so desire. So fill out the form, let us know, and just know that we love you and God loves you. And we're excited that you're taking this first step for God today.